He is now officially the best batsman in the world. Oh, wow. Placement, timing, you name it. Glorious. Absolutely spiffing. Threads it through, and that is pure class from Kane Williamson. New Zealand win this quite handsomely. Kane Williamson once again has the smile on his face. He really knows his game. Williamson going back, Williamson going back. What a catch that is from Kane Williamson. Would have had to turn his face back into the light there as well. Gets high on the bat. He's a leader even when he's not the captain. I just want to, uh, on behalf of New Zealand cricket, acknowledge the remarkable job that Kane has done as test captain over the past six years, culminating in winning the, world, the inaugural World Test Championship in England. And he's a really nice guy with no ego whatsoever. He'll be out there scoring sixes, but afterwards he's busy deflecting the praise to others. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> like the focus was just about trying to build a partnership and, um, you know, some really tough spells there where um, South Africa probably didn't have a lot of luck and um, and we were sort of able to do that along with obviously Rutchen who was um, simply outstanding and it was nice to to contribute a little bit to that partnership and, um, and put us in a, a reasonably strong position. You are living in the Kane-Williamson cricketing era. And even if you don't know your red ball from your white, he's one Kiwi sportsman we all need to appreciate. But is he our greatest ever cricketer? The way Williamson batted was uh, was just supreme. I mean, he, the guy's the master. He's the greatest New Zealand's ever produced. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. He's he's one of the one of the greats of, of New Zealand cricket, and possibly one of the greats of the world. And I, I think that's shown in, in how he's sort of held by many of the the different countries that we play against. His record is, you know, stands up under scrutiny whichever way you want to look at it, not to mention his attitude to the game and uh, he's going to be remembered for generations to come. I'm Alexia Russell and today on The Detail I'm talking to a couple of experts, real experts, not armchair experts, about this once-in-a-generation player. Shortly, Black Caps coach Gary Stead weighs in, but first, someone who jokes he has a PhD in Kane Williamson Andrew Alderson is the Herald and News Talk ZB's cricket expert. You are right in the middle of your favourite season, I guess it is cricket season. Indeed, yes. And who's been the highlight, this is a leading question, who's been the <laughs> highlight of your season, Andrew? Look, well, it's, it's, Kane Williams is never far away from being a, a highlight in any uh, New Zealand cricket season, what, dating back to 2010, Alexia. And uh, I think that's just uh, really, we just saw it the other week, just his ability to concentrate uh, in a high-pressure scenario and to be able to deliver uh, that sporting pedigree that uh, he's shown us uh, over those last, you know, coming up, what will be, 14 years at the end of this year as an international cricketer. And, well, he's 33 years old now, but, uh, I mean, he's already given so much. He's, he's proving himself time and time again as, as one of the greats of the game, one of the greats of the New Zealand game, but also uh, internationally now as well. It's just... Uh, the numbers just don't really lie in that regard. But it's not really about those numbers, I think, with Kane Williamson. Uh, I think it's more about his uh, attitude. I mean, cricket's a game of statistics, but it's also just that um, constant, I guess, testing of your attitude and, and how you cope uh, in those circumstances. And we've seen it through his leadership of the side, taking them to the World Test Championship, to the the one-day uh, World Cup final, 50 over, the 20 over, um, across all the formats. Uh, and, I mean, to to quote Kane, I mean, he, he always sort of was asked, I think, once upon a time 
as to um, you know whether T Twenty was his favourite format and he said it was in his top three <laughs> that's the sort of diplomacy and, uh, <laughs> that we're dealing with there um, but yeah I think just he's been able to uh, galvanise the New Zealand cricket population and, and you know, with the teams that he's been in but also the, the fans as well and engage them and they're always down on the boundary signing autographs with the younger fans etc so they've really created quite the blueprint uh, during his tenure He's the number one batsman in the world at the moment. Is yeah, right? he's been on and off, just depending on when test series come and go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, certainly in that top line. They talked about the Fab Four uh, for quite a while there, which was Virat Kohli, Steve Smith, Joe Root and Kane Williamson and, I mean, Baba Azam coming into that from, from Pakistan as well from time to time or in later years. But I almost think Williamson's beyond that now, just that level of consistency over so many years with the bat, and now he's relinquished the captaincy. Why did he relinquish the captaincy? Was it, like, could, do you think he, he is better player now that he doesn't have those responsibilities? Personally, I would rather he was the captain of, of the test side. I, I thought he would stay, if he was going to give up one, I thought he'd give up the white ball formats. But he's given up the, the test one, which was quite a shock at the time. But you know, Tim Sowley's done an outstanding job uh, since he's taken over the range. And I think, too, that Tim and Kane go back a long way, probably playing best part of 20 years together right since they were schoolboys. I guess uh, an honour um, to, 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 to be able to do it and, and, and jump on the back of what the tremendous job Kane's done for such a long period of time and, um, and, and leading this team in the way that he's did this team, he, he can be extremely proud of as well. And I think there's probably an element he has a you know, degree of influence here as well. They both think along the same lines, and therefore he was comfortable um, being able to have Tim take over, knowing that they both uh, are of a similar mindset in that regard as to how they, they played their cricket. It must take a very special sort of person to have reached the peak of New Zealand cricket, the captain of the test side, and then just to understand so much about yourself that you give that away. It does take some special quality, I think, namely selflessness, because you're thinking, you know, that that really is the, I guess, the prime goal when you start out, the thought of captaining New Zealand. I mean, he's still captaining New Zealand in those white ball formats, but the test is really the ultimate, in his mind, and, and I guess in, in you know, the, the, the average cricket purist's mind as well. But I don't think he operates like that. He's just a team guy. He never thinks on individual level, even though it's, and I know that sounds a bit cliche and maybe a bit twee, but he genuinely works along those lines and believes in that. And that you know, he really doesn't care if he makes a century or not. It's really, you know, if it was a, a quick fire 40 uh, in, in the circumstances, it would be far better than, say, someone who'd spent, uh, I don't know, made a century, but. Had, Took up too much had, time the the t- had taken the thing. team away from their ultimate goal. Right. Uh, so that's always been the focus, and he's never deviated from that uh, at all during his career. And I think that's probably what he thought, is he's given his all to it. I mean, they won the inaugural Test Championship, uh, it was, which was a phenomenal achievement when you think of the resources New Zealand have uh, compared to other nations, particularly the big three of India, England and Australia. So just that alone and just seeing them with the mace uh, at Southampton at the time at the and, and being able to raise that and, and, and celebrate is something that uh, New Zealand fans should really cherish because it may not happen again. Not in the, you know, even in this generation, who knows. <laughs> but while they're there, while that, that core element, Williamson, Southey, yeah. um, players of that ilk, you never know. How good is this team to, say, compare it to the last great, the, the Hadley era? Oh, I think it's right up there. I think it's arguably the best 
Um, yeah, I mean, they didn't have the. It's it's so hard to compare eras. I think if there's a weakness in the current team, it's probably their test series in Australia, the three test series they had when New Zealand went back to play the, the Boxing Day test, uh, etc. in 2019, uh, which was just pre-COVID, um, where they lost 3-0 and they lost quite emphatically and similarly on each of those occasions. Uh, that was probably, that's probably the one weak link. You know, if you can perform in Australia strongly, that's that's quite a good gauge. At least Australians would, would tell you that. <laughs> um, so I think that um, that is probably the one week. Whereas, whereas yeah, the Hadley side, the Hadley, Crow, etc., um, and Jeremy Coney and all that, the, that ilk, uh, they, they won in Australia. They won that Test Series, which is a phenomenal achievement of the time. And they just went through the whole 80s, you know, with, you know, so few tests, you know, I think it was a test defeat at home, et cetera, or test series defeat, I should say. Uh, and, you know, that's that's tremendous longevity as well. So, yeah. Bravely waving the beige. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But I think in that era, they probably, I mean, it's, it's different because not all the team were professional then either. Mm. So it's just, you just got to celebrate both, I think. So that, that brings me to the obvious question. Yes. <laughs> you know what this I'm is a, it's a mastermind <laughs> moment, isn't it? This one. Yeah. Is, Kane Williamson a better cricketer all rounder than Richard Hadley? Look, I think it's it's almost impossible to compare because Hadley's a bowling all rounder. Williamson is a a batting is a batter really. Of course, first and foremost, I would say probably overall yes. If you really had to break it down, because Williamson was the captain of that side, had that extra responsibility. But then Hadley carried that team effectively, led from the front with his bowling, but also with his bat from time to time in the 80s I just think that the most fascinating thing apart from just comparing which is better is the approaches that they had towards it Williamson's got a completely selfless approach to his cricket uh, if you like with you know with how he he's not driven by statistics etc Hadley and I'm not using this word in an offensive way but had a more selfish approach and he was driven by statistics and that was how he focused his whole game around what he could achieve and how he could get the next number, etc., etc., And that equally helped the team to some phenomenal victories. So I think that's a really difficult one to compare and contrast. But um, I, I would put Williamson on a par for sure with, with Sir Richard Hadley now in terms of what he's been able to contribute over that time frame. OK, so it's not fair to compare, but that's not going to stop us from doing it. A stuff poll that asked the question, is Kane Williamson the best NZ cricketer ever, had 76% yeah and 24% nah from nearly 5,000 votes. He's onto the back foot, plays the ball through the offside beautifully and Kane Williamson has his 31st test century for New Zealand. His career continues in its magnificence. He raises his helmet, his bat graciously to the crowd as always he does Kane Williamson. It's going to run away for four. And there it is. Greatness has been talked about from a young age. And now Kane Williamson is top of New Zealand's test run scoring tree. What an absolute pleasure and privilege oh, to be broadcasting yes. and watch Majesty like this. His teammates agree. Black Cap spinner Ish Sodi, for example, once declared to One News, Kane Williamson's the best cricketer we've ever had. He's world class. There's, there's no doubt about that. And... And he's done it for a long period of time. Any situation, doesn't phase him, he just gets on with his work and, uh, you know, more often than not comes out on top. You know, he wants to score runs, he's got the hunger, hunger to score them and, and score big runs as well. So it's, um, you know, great for our team. Genuine, humble guy. Um, what you see is what you get and, and he's very inspirational.
And the adoration doesn't just come from home crowds. Because he comes to them on their level, he is so um, engaging and so wants to know about other people and wants to respect others' cultures and things like that. He's the perfect fit. Because word gets around in that Indian Premier League, as far as I'm aware, once you get a reputation for you know being selfish or being you know not a very good team person, you don't get picked. That word is just wildfire, and Williamson's always picked. I have never heard anyone either in the New Zealand cricket scene or the international cricket scene uh, say a bad word about Kane Williamson. When I said I wanted to do a podcast on Kane Williamson, most in the know said the last person I should call was Kane Williamson. So I called his coach, Gary Stead. Very, very humble man. Certainly doesn't talk about himself at all, um, unless he's in the nets batting and, he, and he's trying to get better. Um, but he, he's, a, he's a wonderful human being. He, he's got a real caring nature for others, but he's also got an incredible competitive streak in him as well. What makes him tick? Well, I think, I think his priorities, and he obviously loves the game of cricket. He, he, he's got his family that he, he obviously cares for and stuff as well. But from a, purely from, a, I guess, a cricketing sense, he has a huge desire to take the team forward and, and make the team better. Um, and that can be seen in, a, I guess, a whole host of different ways, but it's certainly not about promoting himself in any way at all. He's... He's very quick to put praise on onto other people, which shows, I, I think, his humility that it, that he does have. And I guess it must also, I mean, he's been around for a while now, make it fantastic for the up-and-coming players to get that kind of mentorship from him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his weight in gold, I guess, isn't just about runs for us. It, it's also around sitting in the in the dressing room, being at trainings, helping out with other guys. Um I think it's a double-edged sword a wee bit because I, I think when you talk about people like Kane who are certainly up there with some of the greats that they've, they've ever been in, the, in certainly in New Zealand cricket but even in world cricket, then there is a little bit of a intimidation factor a little bit as well. But I, I guess he goes a long way to alleviating that when you start talking to him. And how do you coach a guy who's reached these heights? Does he still feel he has things to learn or do you kind of let him lead the way? He definitely leads the way himself, but he he is the kind of guy that I think will continue to play as long as he feels as though he can keep making gains and getting better. And I think when you do, um, you work with people that are at the very, very top of their game, then you're really only talking about very small gains that can be made anyway, because they are right up there. And but that's the one thing that I, I always admire about Kane. Like he he's always does have that view of, well, what am I trying to do today? How am I trying to get that little bit better? And how can I help others get better as well? And that's what makes him, I think, the man that he is. And does he, you know, foster those those little tiny little incremental improvements? You know, you still see him in the nets. He still, you know, puts in the hard yards ahead of the games. Uh, more than possibly anyone else. So that that's the the other incredible thing about him he he has a i guess an insatiable appetite for for batting to for for trying to improve his game um and i think the other really admirable thing about him is once he's prepared and he and he's ticked that off and he's comfortable he just lets the game be he he plays the game if he knows if he's made a mistake or the bowler has genu- genuinely got him out and if they have done that he can live very very comfortably with that 
What is it about Williamson's technique that makes him so good? He just has a very simple technique. He plays very straight. He plays the ball incredibly late, which allows the ball to do what it's going to do, either in the air or off the wicket beforehand. And I think what makes it look so easy is the repeatability of it. So he's comfortable in playing off both the front and back foot. And whilst he'll always find little chinks of things he can work on, um, not everyone else will see that either. And, and the ability around around problem solving then comes from, I think, his mental strength, his ability to read uh, the situation of what the bowlers are trying to do, how they're trying to dismiss him, how, how they're trying to bowl to him, and then coming up with a plan and working in the moment of perhaps changing technique from time to time or adjusting grip slightly or doing things like that, which I think uh, mere mortals of the, the game cannot do. It, it's funny watching Kane because he, he keeps talking about everyone else's great shots and what they have and, and everyone else is saying, my God, why can't I just be like Kane and bat like that? So... <laughs> He has that ability to a play off the back foot, which is a great skill to have. Equally, you know, just to be able to do that, but also, uh, and Martin Crow used to talk about this a lot as well, is to be able to play uh, with the ball under your eyes. So you're waiting for the ball to get to you. So Williamson will play the ball incredibly late, and probably, you know, talking small numbers here, but split second later than other players. He has that ability to be able to make the judgment call uh, to do that. And sometimes it doesn't pay off because the ball will go on to his stumps as a result of that because he's left it so late. But by and large, that is really one of the, the gifts that he has. Yeah. That's great hand-eye coordination, isn't yes. it? And also the brain's ability to anticipate. Yes, yeah, effectively. And and I think it's just practice over the years. I mean, Kane used to be, uh, I think he used to go to the Pillins Point School down in uh, Tauranga in Otomotai and... Uh, his dad, Brett, used to take him out their place backed onto the ground and he would be out there throwing him balls from a young age and you know, the appetite of Williamson was, was incredible to just uh, keep facing him as long as he could. And he, because of your PhD in Kane Williamson, <laughs> tell me more about his child. He's, he, he's, a, he's got a twin brother, is that right? He does, twin brother uh, Logan, and he's got three uh, older sisters. And I mean, the family has been based in Tauranga for, for that period of time. His parents, Brett and Sandra, um, and yeah, just a, a just a great family. Uh, I've got to know them a wee bit over the years, and just um, really supportive, and just really just enjoy their sport. Not just that they sort of basketballs and volleyballs, I think as well. Okay, they, so they're not just a cricket family. No, 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 not at all. And just, uh, but also, well, at least in my mind, playing sport for the right reasons, for the enjoyment of it, and and for the love of it, rather than uh, you know trying to live. You know, vicariously through their children yeah, or so anything of that. So it wasn't hot housed or anything like no, that. No, no. So just, um, just a really healthy uh, relationship with sport. But he won't be around forever. Well, thirty-three and family with a third child uh, on the way. I think that inevitably you're going to dial back your, your cricketing or any commitment um, at that point. I suppose and that's that's why I think. Just, just celebrate because you don't want to take this for granted. What we've seen in recent years is one of the most remarkable tenures, if you like. I always say, because I haven't met anyone in sport, I don't think, in the time I've been covering it, who has a higher ability versus a lower ego. If you put that on a on a you know, X and Y axis, mm. you've got this, in Williamson, you've got an outlier in, in that regard. Um, and so, yeah, just... The way he plays the game, but both technically, but also um, from a, 
I guess a sportsmanship side of it. Uh, make the most of that, yeah, and just and just cherish that while it lasts. Because he's not injury free, is he? By no, any means. and you can see that they're starting to, you know, the injuries are starting to build every now and again, and probably take longer. Although he had a phenomenal recovery from the ACL rupture during the IPL, uh, but yeah, it, it takes a toll. That level of stress and that level of uh, you know performance day in day out in a, in a professional environment, it's it's got to have an impact, doesn't it? Make no mistake, if Kane Williamson was to to leave the game and, and he will at some stage then it will be a massive loss for the team not not just the weight of runs as I said but also just his presence being in and around the team Williamson's absence will be felt at the next Black Caps fixture against Australia the 2020 games that are definitely in his top three favourite forms of the game he's on paternity leave He's expected to play in the sold-out Australian tests, the first of which starts on the 29th of this month. Both Andrew and Gary advise fans to catch him while you can. Unfortunately, he is more at the back end of his career than the start, but but I think we should try and just enjoy every moment that we do have with him because, yeah, it, he's a, he's an absolute joy to watch when, when he's in and batting. Well, I think the, the sport owes Kane Williamson a great deal. Not not just New Zealand cricket, but international cricket, because he's always played it in the right spirit, hmm. and he's always put the the camaraderie and the team element of the game first, rather than just the sheer ruthlessness of wanting to win all you know to win at all costs. And I think that uh, will come with enormous benefits down the line too, because people will be able to point out, as I can do to my son and, and daughter, to say, hey. Look at this guy. This, this guy plays the game right. Perhaps the event that won Williamson the most admiration was his lack of sour grapes after the 2019 Cricket World Cup final when the Black Caps, would you say, lost to England? Yeah, one of those things, eh? Having been at Lords during that World Cup final when they they uh, lost by zero runs, as we like to refer to it, <laughs> uh, or, or lost in the super <laughs> over to England, and Williamson, it was just... Brilliant that day at the press conference. Laugh or cry, it's your choice, isn't it? Um, there's not anger. There's a lot of disappointment, I suppose. Just never gave away an inch about how disappointed. You know, mm. Yes, they were disappointed, but yeah, you know, the fact that it had been such an incredible mm. spectacle to watch and smiling at the end of yeah. The and match. I've never seen this Alexia in any sports uh, press conference I've been to, but Junos, who are a pretty cynical bunch, especially in the cricket realm at times. Uh, got up and gave him a standing ovation, really? and uh, I, oh, I remember that it was that was spine tingling stuff because it was really so because it's just I've never seen it before. Well, yeah, it was quite the extraordinary circumstance. It was, it? it was, and to mm. have approached it with such dignity and such decorum, mm. I think was was really mm. quite something. That's all for today. The details supported by New Zealand on Air and RNZ. This episode was engineered by Rangi Powak and produced by Gwen McClure. Thanks to Gary Stead and Andrew Alderson. I'm Alexia Russell. Kakite anō. Ka